It's a ritual. Can you guess the ritual? It's a ritual. Kayla. I can guess the ritual. Everything. You're gonna die in the woods. Oh, God. <laughs> hello, everyone. Why, hello, and welcome to Kayla and Harrison. Won't shut up. We're the... gonna do something a little different today. This is the lead up for a joke. Oh, uh, we're gonna shut up. Oh, no, I was going to say, we're going to review a horror movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lo and behold, the time has come. Yes, finally. We've been doing nothing but family-friendly um, Apocalyptic. <laughs> uh, what did we do last time? We did Come to Daddy? What we do in the shadows, Come oh, to Daddy. Right. Yeah, so this was a joke. This is an elaborate joke that was very funny. Mm -hmm. Thank you all. For laughing. Yay. We stand. Yes. <laughs> um, we stand me. Yes. So we're talking today about a Netflix horror film. Oh, it um, is? Or at least, was it produced by Netflix or is it just that no, they always I don't had think the rights so. to it? Okay. I thought it was a Netflix film, but I'm wrong. I am incorrect. Um, but it is a horror film that you can watch on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> so it's uh, Netflix bought the distribution rights. Oh, okay, I was about to say. Because it went to um, um, a film festival, I remember. It went to uh, Toronto International Film Festival. Sure. Because it is a British horror movie. It is, and it is called The Ritual. Um, also, there's about 45 horror movies called The Ritual. Surprising no one. Uh, yeah, this is, for the record, The Ritual. Oh my gosh, maybe we can go back and do um, what we did with uh, the host. Except I guess we never we never, we never really did the last one. With that. We didn't watch one day this on the Stephanie one year anniversary of the host um, of our review of the host for the record. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, this movie came out in 2017, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it follows a group of four friends, five friends. I was about to say spoiler actually, alert for what happens in the first couple minutes of the film someone um, so goes about, down yeah it's about five friends who are hanging out they're planning a guy's trip apparently they're all rich because from their conversation it sounds like they go on a like a dude's trip once a year like every year they go on a big dude's trip that's the impression i got but i think british people are richer than Americans. take a holiday every year that they get paid for like but like Explain. <laughs> like, I think everyone, they go on holiday every year in the UK, right? Like, we, so, like, we're teachers, right? Right. We work in education. So, we get time off, and technically, it's not paid time off, because technically, I don't know how you do your pay. Well, you're probably a 12-month 12, 12 employee. Yeah, I do have, I have, like, vacation days. Because I, the way it works for me, I'm a, I'm a K-12 teacher, I get my pay docked every month so I can continue to get paid over the summer. So that's not, oh. uh, that's a common misconception that um, grade school teachers get these paid holidays. But in reality, um, we don't. <laughs> we, it ain't uh, right. we only get paid for the, for the, you know, the nine and a half months that we work. And if we get paid over the summer, it's because we choose to have our, 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 our wages throughout the year garnished so that it can be spread out over the summer, which I do. Um, but anyway, so I was just surprised the way they talked about it. I certainly don't travel anywhere once a year, like, and, and plan a big extravagant 
I don't know. I think that's normal. I think that's normal for a lot of countries. A lot of countries in the EU. Mm -hmm. Oh, so then not Britain. Hey, oh. Oh, 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 not anymore. Yes, when the film was made, I suppose. Um, Before Brexit. Um, And on their way home from the bar, or the pub, because this is a British film. (laughs) It is a pub. (laughs) But it's a bar. When they leave the bar, um, Rafe Spall, who is the reason I wanted to watch this film, because I love him, and he is in the Cornetto trilogy movies, um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, World's End. Of course, I'm sure. Sorry, one second. Uh huh. Through my thorough research just now. Yes. Full time employees in the UK get 28 days of paid holiday a year. That's a month. Yep. That's a lot. Full time employees who work five days a week are entitled to 5.6 weeks or 28 days of holiday pay. Can you fucking believe? No, I can't, and I don't even like to think about it. You think that's true for teachers, too? Oh, yeah. Probably not. Well, or maybe they get paid over the... So I have no idea. Maybe they do year-round schooling. Some places do. Where, like, you go to school... I don't know. The way they work it at some places in America is you go to school for three weeks, and then you have two weeks off, and then you go to school for three weeks, and then you have two weeks off. Which kind of sounds like a nightmare, but who knows. Um, in any case, um, Ray Spall is dope, and I love him, and he is the main character in this film, and that is why I always wanted to watch it whenever I scrolled through Netflix. Um, he's very attractive, but what him. was he in? Oh, he was in Prometheus. It, it's not so much about him being attractive. He's just, he is in these films I love so much. And what are they again? The, the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, oh, 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 oh. Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay, right, Kayla. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Kayla, <laughs> Kayla's in Hot Fuzz, got it. Uh, Kayla in Hot Fuzz, yes, he's in Hot Fuzz. Thank you, he plays one of the Andes, and so he's great. And in any case, what range? Film, what range? To go to from I, such range. This? Such, such range. <laughs> He, it's kind of implied he's a bit of an alcoholic, or at least they're all kind of worried he drinks too much, because on the way home from the bar, with him and his buddies, he's like, I want to go to the liquor store and buy more alcohol. And the guys are like, or you could not. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to go. And the seemingly most responsible of the five of them is like, I'll go with him to make sure he doesn't hurt himself. Right. Um, and I can't keep the, these... These five names are like. It's like Don, Ron, John, Luke, Book, Bob, Bob. It's just. And then Hutch. So, so the main character is Luke. Is Luke Rafe's ball is Luke? Yes. The guy who seems to be the responsible one is Rob. So while in the um, in the liquor store. Or I guess the gas station or something. I don't know. Other places you could just buy liquor instead of in the the state-run stores like here in Alaska. (laughs) 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 And and they unknowingly wander right into the middle of a robbery. And Rafe Spall runs and hides. And the other guy stands his ground. Um, The thieves don't know that Rafe Spall is hiding. 
but the guy is, you know, the other guy, his friend, is, is held at gunpoint and asked to give his wallet, which he gives, and then his wedding ring, which he refuses to give, which, I mean, I actually so I, was, I was watching this with Michael, <laughs> my husband, and I turned to him, and I was going to say, if I was ever held at gunpoint, I'd give up my wedding ring, but before I could even utter those words, he went, Yo, I'd give up my wedding ring if that happened to me. And I was like, well, now that you've said it first, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like anyone would. I think that was, mm-hmm. yeah. Our wedding rings are also made of wood and did not cost very much money. Yeah, mine's like off Amazon or something. God only knows. Yes, but it would be like, joke's on you. There's no resale value. This is a, a ring made of wood. Carly did. Oh. Carly did have a very nice ring made for me, but it's so fancy that I only wear it during like really special occasions. Otherwise, I wear this like kind of cheap one because oh, gotcha. in case someone robs me at a liquor well, store, I want to be able to give it to them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> um. So um, the robbers end up killing um the responsible friend Rob, and that's the setup for the film. In case you think I've spoiled the vast majority of the film, I have not. That is the setup. Um, and the conversation that they had been having at the bar was, again, them planning their lavish British vacation. Their and holiday. That, yes, that friend had wanted to go on a big, epic hiking trip in Sweden, while the rest of them wanted to do more typical things, like go to Vegas and go to Ibiza. I don't know. Um, and so the premise of the film is that they're going on that big hike in Sweden that their friend had wanted to do in memory of him. Um, like half a year after his death. Yeah, and they all have essentially the same name. Good thing Rob got killed off because it. I think that with the um the removal of the name Rob, the four names are a little bit easier to handle. Phil, Dom, Hutch, and Luke. Especially yes. Hutch, which I'm hoping is that guy's last name. Although maybe it's his first. Who am I? That's a cool Hutch? first name. It kind of is. It kind of is. Um, this is one of those films where their friendship is very tense and it but it doesn't make me feel the whole time like why are these guys friends like it seemed very clear that they had been friends since they were in grade school and they had gotten older and things were maybe tense from being in different parts of their lives and i think also tensions are high because you end up discovering they're all holding it, like at least. Yeah, they're all. They all basically blame Luke for Rob's death. Yes. Because it, I, I kind of thought maybe it would be a big secret. Like Luke would have claimed that he had tried to fight them off, but like no. Right. From the, once they actually start talking about it again, it becomes very clear that they know exactly what happened, and that he hid and he didn't help Rob when he theoretically could have, and they. They all hold it against him to varying degrees, and they kind of keep that from him to varying degrees. (laughs) And then, with all of that baggage, metaphorical and physical, they go traipsing across Sweden. Yes, and not all of them wanted to go on this trip. Mr. Complainy Complain, Mm. Dom, who never shuts the fuck up. Yes, Dom is sort of like the unfit one in the group. Like, they all seem to be relatively in-shape dudes, except for this guy. And he's not even really that out of shape. 
No, I just compare to the other. He's ones, just kind of really. a hypochondriac. I think is like the picture it paints. It's like he's he just wants yeah that too. His what he wanted to do was go to a place where like beers are so strong you'll just get wasted off one or something. And which I don't blame you. I, no, I wouldn't go on this trip unless there was some weird emotional reason to do it. Like hiking, excellent. Hiking across an entire country, which uh, is but essentially. I don't, I'm confused about that because it it's a three day hike. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know anything about Sweden. Maybe they're going across Sweden, not up Sweden. <laughs> yeah, I just think that it's... Uh, Sweden is one of them, if you can look at the video feed. I know you guys listening it's can't a, see, but Sweden is shaped like this. Harrison, look. Harrison, <laughs> this is, do you see what I'm doing here? I do. Sweden is shaped like. It's one of them. <laughs> it's, um... Kungsleden <laughs> is a hiking trail in northern really Sweden. rude of me. Just laughing. Um, <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> is a hiking trail that is 270 miles long between Abisko and north of the Himavan in the south. It passes through, near the end of the southern trail, the Vindisfallen Na- Nature Reserve, one of the largest protected areas in Europe. Got it. I'm looking at a map, by the way, and I can't believe how accurate I was when I did this. Does it go across Sweden? Oh, I don't know. I was just thinking about the shape of Sweden and how accurately I recreated it with my forearm. Oh, yes. Yeah. If anyway, you all I could see, if you that. all could see, we would vote Kayla's arm representation of Sweden a six out of six. They, I was about to say it better be a six out of six on our stupid thing. <laughs> stupid, stupid. Um, no, I actually, you know, this would be, I guess here's my actual real problem with it is that there's a point at the beginning where you're like, man, is it just flat ground? Like they're hiking across completely flat ground and that seems a little boring. And it's like, oh, once they're in the woods, it's a lot prettier. And then it's like, but it's also very doomy. <laughs> yeah, I just. The woods like, are haunted it's... in Sweden straight up. Yeah, I, w- uh, I wanted that to be the case. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's not actually what it was. Uh... But. So it's kind of revealed that Dom is just a hypochondriac. Like, he hasn't actually hurt his knee as bad as he says he has. And if they had stayed well, on the trail, they would have been mm-hmm. fine. But instead, they went through the worse, woods. Though. It does you get worse, but only after points. he's, like, been possessed or whatever happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so what happens next? So basically, Dom gets hurt. He trips over something and hurts his knee. And he's like, no, I, I like, I tore it. Um, I know it. He, I, I don't know. He, he's seen, he, he, he hurts it so bad that he could still walk on it. But um, Hutch, who seems to be the wildery one, um, is sort of like, I'm going to talk to just Luke, not Bill. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. And um, and they, they're like, well, we could cut across the forest and it would be quicker. And I don't, it, I, there's not really much of a, a fight against it. It's just sort of like, I mean, okay, why not? Like, hmm, I wonder why the path doesn't go through the forest in the first place. Um, yeah. Or I guess maybe the resistance is, because they do, he does resist it. I guess it's more because going through the forest means they didn't technically do that whole trail which was the point of the trip um because that's the trail that their friend wanted to do it's all a little confusing but they do decide to to go through the woods anyway Mm -hmm. 
Um, and when they go into the woods, you know, tensions again are still high. They're fighting a lot. Um, Dom is obviously still injured. I got, I, and I think I might have read this wrong, but tell me what you thought. I thought once, as soon as they enter the forest, that Hutch's compass breaks. Because at one point when they enter the forest, he like, he takes it out and he looks at it and he like kind of hits it like, what the fuck? But then consistently throughout the forest is always like, I know exactly where we're going. We just need to go in this direction. Oh, I was unclear about that. But, I was unclear um, about that. I, I made the mistake of watching this movie with not in like a lot of darkness, which I highly advise if you're going to watch this movie, cut all the lights off. Because I missed oh, yeah, I missed a lot of like it's a very dark subtle movie. things. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of them because it, it was kind of bright in the room and I couldn't tell what was happening a lot of times because a lot of things happen very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that it, was one it of does. them. It does. And essentially, you know, even though they, they reckon that they can get through this forest and to the town, this is a, supposed to be a shortcut. Um, by the time night starts to fall, they're not out of the forest at all. They have no indication that they're even close to being out of the forest. But and at that point in time, they yeah. see a dismembered Oh, that's moose. when they first walk in the forest. Oh, an elk. They, that should have been when they first left the forest because this elk is is dead and disemboweled and it's suspended like 20 feet in the air. Yeah, like impaled on a tree. So that's where when if you if you if movies tend to get ruined for you when you think like wow, it would have been really easy to get out of this scenario. <laughs> yeah. This one maybe isn't for you because that happens right when they enter the forest and I would have been like anything that can hoist an elk up 20 feet impale it on a tree i don't want to be anywhere near it so let's leave the forest because that's just me i don't know yeah i also think this is a movie that without knowledge of kind of like norse folklore Mm -hmm. you get lost pretty quickly i don't i wouldn't say i have a lot of knowledge of norse Folklore. Or maybe not lost, but I think there's things that are lost on you if you're not familiar with. I I know enough to know, like I understood vaguely the reference to Odin they make later in the film, mm. and I was like, I have a general sense that Odin is like the Norse Zeus, right? Um, like he's the father of many other gods, and he's like kind of the patriarch of a certain polytheistic. Mm, I think I missed the reference to that. Oh, it, it definitely comes up. So, But before any of that, they happen upon a seemingly abandoned cabin with a really creepy wicker man structure in the attic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they go in because it's raining really bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and they decide to sleep there for the night. They find the effigy. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they wake up, and one of them is worshiping it with no clothes on. Mm-hmm. And one of them is bleeding from a puncture. In his chest. That's, that's um, what's his name? That's Ray Fall is bleeding from a puncture wound in his chest. And one of them, they all had weird dreams, right? Yeah, and, like, one of them woke up, and he had wet himself. And another one is just, like, hysterically calling out his wife's name. So they all have really weird experiences overnight um especially i feel like they could all be explained away except again 
you have Phil, who's in the attic, and he wakes up buck-ass naked, worshipping this wicker man statue without knowing why mm-hmm. or having any memory of doing it. And Rafe's ball has this, this like, five-pronged puncture wound in his chest mm-hmm. that he has no idea where it came from. Um, and, and he sees something... Point, he oh, sees yeah. something in he... the night. He sees, like, he's looking outside into the woods because I think he heard something cracking or something. It, there's, like, an inference that there was something coming through the woods and you hear, like, a lot of rattling. And then he sees mm-hmm. what appears to be, like, a f- person. And then it happens again the next day when he sees, like, a hand behind a tree or something. And there's all these Norse symbols carved into the trees that weren't there before. Right. Yes. Um, and so they walk on. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they I argue because yeah, they can't well, figure like, out what's, where they are. Exactly. So at this point, it's sort of like, yeah, we should definitely not have come into this forest, but now we're so deep in it, we don't know. We don't know how we would get out in any case. And the friendship is suffering. Going. Yes. They're all angry, and Dom calls Luke a coward. Because the guy in the beginning was left to die while he was just hiding behind the shelf. So tensions are very high. And then... Oh, that's what it is. Luke keeps having these dreams and these hallucinations that the forest is the convenience store Mm -hmm. where his friend was killed. Which is... In terms of visually, I thought those scenes were really amazing looking. Yeah, that's definitely a high point in the movie. Like a high... Yeah, just the set design of having the half... um, half convenience store, half woods, was really well done. Yeah, and I think another strong element of the movie is the fact that you can't tell if they're dreaming, if these are like waking dreams, or if they're under some sort of supernatural delusion, or if Mm -hmm. um, they're possessed because of you know, all of the sort of like witchy, I guess you could say elements of the forest that they're encountering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, by that night, they still haven't gotten out. So they camp. Mm-hmm. And this is after they find someone's tent, right? They find like an abandoned tent. Yes. That has ID in it from like the eighties and the, and the tent is so old. It's like kind of been overgrown. Um, buy plants in the forest and when they they find a wallet and in the wallet there's an id that expired in the 80s so they're like uh people have been stuck in this woods before and didn't yeah. make it out or else why would you leave your wallet yeah um and at that point like it becomes very obvious that there's a creature in the woods <laughs> mm-hmm. like as they're walking you see it in the background at one point and it's very large and you don't know what it is. Um, but you assume that that's, what's been hanging the elk in the tree or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the second night is when it abducts one of their friends. Yeah, It takes Hutch, the one who seemed at least to know the most about. Or no, it was Phil. Oh, um, I think no, Hutch is the, Hutch is the first one who dies. Um, Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, sorry. Eventually, Phil is also taken away. Um, I can't remember, you, 
you see maybe both of them die? I don't remember, but they both, it ends up being... You don't see Hutch die, you just hear him screaming and they all run into the woods to try and find him. And then the next morning okay, when they wake then, up, then... he's up in a tree impaled like the elk was. So then I guess Phil goes that night. Um, yeah. So they have a kind of burial for him. Um, and they're like, we have well, to carry him out of here. And basically like now they're just hysterical. It gets to the point, though, then, perhaps that night, the third night, it become it, it comes down just to Luke and Dom. Um, so it comes down to Luke and the friend who had really was the most angry and outspoken about how he felt about Luke's behavior the night Rob died. So those are the only yes. two left now. Um, and they happen upon as they're being actively chased by this huge creature um they happen upon another cabin but this one doesn't seem abandoned um this one has has lights leading up to it um it seems to be a bigger structure with other little structures around it um and they they run inside and there's like maybe a brief moment that they escaped and they are knocked the hell out and they wake kicked up. in the damn face Yes, then they wake up tied up in this in this structure. Um, and this is this is where the, the true what's what's truly going on is revealed. And you so you mentioned earlier you were like, Oh, I wish it would have been supernatural and that's you know, this is the point where you would stop listening if you wanna watch. Um, this film is not supernatural, really. I mean it depends on your definition of what makes supernatural. It's right. Super- it's not about a ghost. Like it's at not all. about a ghost and the or words are haunted despite what I said. Um it's actually about... But I, uh, I also think there had... I mean... There's a fine line. It is supernatural in the sense that, like, you have to suspend your disbelief enough to say that whatever is happening in these woods has been occurring for a long time, and somehow the modern world is completely unaware of it, even though it's happening adjacent to one of the most highly trafficked trails in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um But the idea is that the creature is, is a god. He's the sun of Loki, grandson of Odin. I feel like that's that was definitely expressively said. Was it? And it was I feel like there's a point where one of the women is like this is Odin Odin hates this god. He like he's the result of like Loki fucking a deer or something. I swear I don't ma- I did not make that up. Holy shit, I did not recall <laughs> that, that at all. That happens at some point. Like it might have been someone saying it in another language so like you you would have read the subtitles, but maybe you don't remember it as clearly. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, but I, I, I don't think I made that up. Because I know, okay, so like, the when they're abducted and um, you, you're not sure if they're going to be killed, one of them is taken upstairs. Huck? Hutch. Uh, Hutch is taken Hutch upstairs. Hutch is already dead. Uh, Dom is the one who's oh, it's taken Dom, upstairs yeah. and theoretically beaten to tenderize him. In preparation for yeah, being fed to the god. And also, like, you don't understand why... Like, if these people were following them and preparing them for the sacrifice, and if so, why the other two people were killed haphazardly and not in a sacrifice, and then, like, what Luke is representing, because he has the same marking as the old woman who's in the house... That was never explained, but I felt like what they were going for there is that Luke was marked by the creature as someone he wanted to be one of his worshippers instead of an eventual victim. 
because all the people who live in this little village worship this this deer because he looks like Jotun. I, I described, uh, <laughs> sure. I think I described him um, to someone as looking like, you know, the thing like John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. When it becomes made of dogs, like the thing eats yeah. all the dogs and becomes dogs. Well, what if that happened with deer? And that is this creature. Tell me I'm wrong. You can't because I am correct. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so all of the people who live in that little village, they worship this Jotun. Jotun. I, the, the, the accent on this means nothing to me because I don't speak Finnish. Um, so I don't know. It's how known as a frost that. frost giant. Oh, sure. Um, and he um, so all these people in this little village worship him. And the idea is that like they were marked by him because they all have the same mark. They all have that same puncture mark in their chest. And and they they kind of they I don't remember if this is actually said or if it's just inferred from the way that two of the villagers are speaking about Rafe's fall, but they seem to be like, no, that one stays because he we checked his chest and he's got that mark. Oh, and the woman gives him which water. The rest, and the other one, yeah, yeah, and he's like, so give him water, and and Luke's like, give water to Dom, and they're like, no, we're just gonna beat him up so that he's nice and juicy, tender mm. for our dear God who can shapeshift or at least hallucinate, cause hallucinations for you that make it look like he can shapeshift. Because yes. then you think he's the one who's creating these convenience store images for Luke, and he's been giving Dom these hallucinations of his wife who's back at home. So, um, Jotun, really quickly, mm-hmm. in Norse yes. mythology, a Jotun... Or in the normalized scholarly spelling of Old Norse, Jotun. Oh, would you please? Okay, thank you. That helped. Is a t- <laughs> is a type of entity contrasted with gods and other figures such as dwarfs and elves. The entities are themselves ambiguously defined, variously referred to by several other terms, including Rizzi, Thurs, and Troll. So oh. there is no like. I'm not sure if this is. Greek myth. I don't think this is Greek mythology at all. Well, no, I didn't mean that it was. I was just saying that, like, what I know about what I know about Nor, because isn't Odin? That's Norse mythology. I thought Odin was Greek, but I'm not sure. No, no, no. I the it's like Zeus is Roman, and then Greek is like Neptune or something, or like Jupiter. I'm not okay. Wait. Well, Odin. long story short, whatever this thing is, it's not the only one of it, according yeah, to Odin, Norse mythology. For the record, Odin is Norse. Kayla knows everything. Congratulations. Kayla knows everything. Um, but this is one of many, apparently, and it's in its so depiction. It's, just... it's in its depiction that I can see online. It does look sort of similar. I think they took some liberties in creating this, but mm-hmm. um. Anyway, apparently Zeus is Greek. Zeus is Greek. Oh. Well, because aren't they like all the same in Greek and Roman, but they have different names? Who know? Who honestly knows? The people I'm that made this movie don't. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't 
you know, I mean, I don't think it has to be based on any, like, it's kind of cool that it's just a, it's, it's like here, it has this root in Norse mythology, but there seems to be this implication that he's a god that was rejected by the other gods, and he lives on Earth, and he collects these, um, these human, like, um, laborers, um, but he, he wouldn't be a normal god because he's been rejected. Again, possibly because I'm pretty sure he was the result of Loki having sex with a deer. <laughs> I am so curious if this actually was said in this movie because I do not recall I that at all. Like <laughs> um, I'm about to just Google some stuff that makes me sound real dumb. Like, who is Zeus to Rome? <laughs> who Who's Zeus in Rome? Let's find out. Jupiter. Oh, I said that. Oh, my God. I said that. I know everything about mythology. Wait, Thank what you. did you find out? That, okay, so the Greek name is Zeus and the Roman name is Jupiter. Now I'm going to go back. I'm going to very carefully go into Netflix and I'm going to go to this film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to oh my God. forward. Hold I'm not even joking because I, I mean, like, if I just, like, superimpose that in my head, like, I know someone at one point mentioned Odin because I remember thinking that's Norse. That makes sense. Sweden. I'm smart. Oh, okay. But I might have my brain might have been like, I bet this <laughs> happened because Tom Hiddleston has sex with a deer. <laughs> I want to believe that that's that's why. Um, but I I don't. I'll be I'll be pretty embarrassed if they. That's never, ever, ever said in this film, and my brain just supplied <laughs> that absolutely. I'm so it. excited if it did. Um, okay, hold but on. But while you do that... Out. And I also... <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> while you do that, um, uh-huh. so what happens is Luke okay. is... Uh, a, <laughs> Luke is in the house with Dom, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and an elder woman says, Luke, baby boy, you're fine. You got the mark like me. She leaves. Mm-hmm. A younger woman is like, preparations are being made oh, yeah, for the- a sacrifice, boy. And there's then, one there's one who speaks English, so Luke is being this is being explained to him because someone in this village speaks English. Mm-hmm. And so Dom is uh taken upstairs and beaten, as you said. Um he comes back downstairs and then when he returns, he said that he's gonna be sacrificed to this creature. Granted, and granted. he says you need to escape and destroy the village before you are also sacrificed, which sweet dom doesn't understand that that's not how it works mm-hmm. um so dom said that he saw this in a vision the night the first night when they all had hallucinations he saw in a vision that he saw his wife and she said goodbye and he knows that he's gonna die um I, okay yes no i'm listening and then then Dom is taken out and tied up to some sort of sigil, a sacrificial. Stick. Call it what it is. It's a ritual stick. A ritual stick. <laughs> and then out of the forest emerges whatever the hell it's called. And at this point, we haven't seen it full on. Right? Mm-hmm. No. No, we haven't. So while he's being... He thinks it's his wife and she's coming up to him because, as we mentioned, it can make you hallucinate things. Uh, Inside the house, Luke gets loose. He goes upstairs. 
he realizes that all of the former people who have worshipped this thing have been mummified and they're all just chilling in the attic. He lights it on fire, mm-hmm. heads downstairs. The monster takes Dom, eats him. Wait, I missed the point. Did you did you talk about the? Because I'm about to blow your mind with what the woman says when she's explaining the relationship that the villagers have. The younger woman. The god. Yes. Okay, but. So if you if you would. I have not gotten. You, oh yeah. Okay. So go ahead. No, you. Well, because she she tells him like. You're gonna you're gonna become one of us too. You're you're gonna worship him and he's gonna take away your pain and you're gonna become one of us. That happens before he makes a decision to burn everything down. Oh, okay. Go go ahead. But he's give he's given an out. Like the woman is, is saying, you know, you've been marked as one of the people who can stay here and praise him and he makes everything he makes everything better. He'll make all your pain go away. He knows you have pain. That's why you were marked. Oh, I remember. Yeah, she says, like, that's why you were marked, because you're the one with the most pain, and he can take it away. And all you have to do is just, like, live here and serve him. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, well, I think you will, because the rest of us did. And then, if you may, <laughs> this is important. I'm going to I'm gonna reenact this. I hope you're listening. So please, please, I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> what is it? And then this is the woman. She says, a god, ancient, one of the Jotun, pause, wait for it, wait for it, wait for my redemption, here it comes, a bastard offspring of Loki. Oh, shit. not say its name. Oh, I do remember that now. Yeah, so technically she doesn't say <laughs> a bastard deer spawn of Loki. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were both right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, because that's what it looks like. It looks like a deer that's been mutated by the alien amoebas from John Carpenter's The Thing. So, he, when he's burning down the place, he's saying, like, no, I'm not going to become a villager here and, and lure other tourists in and feed the giant Loki deer god. Like, I'm shutting this down. Down. Down, down. Yeah, so that's why he lights everything on fire. Because he's like, I'm not going to live here with your dumb tree man. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to live the Blair Witch Project, which this could essentially be. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't going to get there yet, but don't okay. worry, I am. I have... I have some analogies to make when I reckon that's basically the film. I mean, we, we, the only part that we're missing now is, is the end, which is his final, as he's burning the coup de gras, he faces off against this immortal being. And the only way he wins, how, first of all, how is he outrunning it? He outruns it. It doesn't matter, Harrison. He outruns it and he gets to the (laughs) clearing. Edge of the forest. He finally gets to the edge of the forest, and once he gets to the other side, after running away and burning this place down, and the monsters killed the girl who told him how, and it's presumed a lot of people are dead, the monster can't leave the fucking forest because it's a tree man. Correct. Correct. And that's it. He just yells like an animal at it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, but he also struck it with an axe. Okay, sure. I don't- Oh, and he shot it with a gun. It's a metaphor, Harrison. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for owning up to his shame and his guilt. Because 
he could have just stayed and theoretically had all of his guilt and shame washed away in exchange for his soul, Harrison. Hmm. And this revelation only took the death of all of his friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so when I, when I recommended you watch this film, um, I said it gave me um, what's-his-name vibes. Um, the hereditary oh. summer guy. You're talking about Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Gave me Ari Aster vibes. And I will say, you you may, I, I get the feeling, I have the psychic thought that you're thinking, Kayla, you're so full of shit. It, your eyes are floating. That's um, not how the phrase goes. I don't but think I, that this person mm-hmm. what you mean like the director of the ritual yeah i think i can definitely see parallels to midsummer um i i think that it would be like aspirational for this person to say that they made a movie like Ari Aster. well i'm not saying that they've said that because i don't know that they have this is something I thought of, and my, the connection I wanted to make, and I didn't want to make it until after you watched it, um, was that an, an Ari Aster film would have ended, I think, with Luke staying in the village and becoming one of those villagers, right? Because that's kind of what happens in Hereditary. It's kind of what happens in Midsummer. You get these main characters who are... Um, being, you know, uh, seduced by something dark. Right. And in the end, they, you know, depending on, I guess, how you interpret it, you, like, they succumb to it in some fashion. They become a part of it in some fashion. Um, and instead, this film gives the ending that I always want in a movie like this, which is the character being like, actually, fuck all that. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to burn all of your shit down. And I'm going to get the hell out of here. And once I've successfully beaten you, not only am I not going to join you, but I'm going to yell in your face. And I'm Rafe's ball. And a movie Kayla enjoys <laughs> the ending of. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that the only thing that these things, this shares in similarity with is like Norse mythology, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't... Um, like, I didn't... Art, yeah. I can see the similarity there. I think that a lot of this movie was like not executed in quite like as smart a way as Ari Aster. I don't know. Um, Well, this is based on a book. I don't know anything about the book. I'm looking at it really just to see the date. So the book was, was published in 2011. Um, so again, I don't know, I don't have any real connection from this work to any of the, the, the Ari Aster works, um, whether any one of them was inspired by any other of the other ones. It's just something that I kind of saw parallels in. Yeah. I think more so I would say this movie, as you mentioned, it bears like striking and undeniable connections to the Blair Witch Project. Like as this movie unfolded, I was like, this could easily be considered up until the addition of um, the CGI monster. I was mm-hmm. like, this could easily be argued that this is a, a remake of the Blair Witch Project. Like, 
it's so incredibly similar minus the format in which it's yeah because this is presented. not a found footage right it's not found footage um, film mm-hmm. but it feels like they go into the woods even though they well they go into the woods unbeknownst to them that are haunted by this thing they mm-hmm. then they they then get lost due to like navigational error and seemingly are going in circles and even when they get to a clearing it's not a clearing there's more forest and they stumble upon a ha- an abandoned house and the house is really witchy and then symbols are in the trees i mean it just felt yeah that, it felt like he watched blair witch project and he was like i'm gonna redo blair witch project but i'm gonna make it about a, this norse tree man bastard child <laughs> i mean i can definitely see that that's for sure um, in another parallel that I thought of that is not based in anything other than just my feelings, really, and general vibe, this almost feels like the male version of The Descent, which I'm a fan oh, interesting. of both of those movies. I don't think that, I don't think that you are, if I'm remembering correctly, but, um, The Descent is the one where they go sp- spelunking, but it's, it's sort of a similar premise where, um, and I think this is what made me think that the Rafe Spalk's character was going to be hiding this idea that he was such a coward when their friend died because in the in the descent i feel like both of them are sort of about women and one of them is hiding something from the others um and they're picked off one by one until the one who had the secret has to come to terms with xyz um similar format similar also i think as to why i enjoy those films and i enjoyed this is also i enjoy these these outdoorsy, adventure kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to go spelunking, but I enjoyed watching them do it. Right, um, that movie was, like, physically hard to watch for me. Yes. I'm claustrophobic. Oh, yeah, don't um, go spelunking. Uh, yeah, I can see similarities with that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the... The difference, well, I don't really remember if the descent, if there was like one person who didn't know what they were doing at all, like the guy in this one, but. I, I don't know that there's, there's like someone who hasn't gone spelunking in a while, I think maybe is part of it. I don't know. They both, you know, the two, in the two films, the two descent films really blend in my head. They're in my memory, like the same movie twice. I don't know that I ever saw the second one. I've definitely seen both of them because I re and I've rewatched them both a lot. I enjoy that those films a lot. Mm. Um. So I well, I'll tell you, I'm ready for my review for the rest. Sure, let's do it. Wait. Okay, so uh, what? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. No. What? I was just gonna say I. This will tie into your review though, so go ahead. Okay. So I I actually went into this uh, episode today thinking I was gonna give it a three out of six. But then talking about it made me like it more. So I'm giving it a four out of six. All right. Um, and I think because for me it was just very enjoyable. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I The sets were just beautiful. I was definitely kept interested the whole time. I was not disappointed by the end. I'm a sucker for that kind of an ending. I really am. Um, if it had ended in a different way, this would be a totally different review. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. Plus, I like Rafe's Ball. So, four out of six. Four out of not, six. Suck that monster's great, dick. Yeah. 
Um, so I want to hear what you think. I am going to give it a three out of six. Okay. Better than I thought you were going to go. I really didn't hate it. I think it had a lot of redeeming qualities. I don't, I think that the, like, the, like, the similarities between it and Blair Witch, mm-hmm. it was, it was a lot for me. So for that reason, I kind of, I didn't love that. Um, also, it felt, you know, like, I guess it's hard to make a movie that, ha- like, with a, with clearing your mind of any and all influences. So I'm, like, not going to dock it too much for that. But I do think that I was kind of, like, let down by the amount of CGI. I think that the, um, when you see the monster, I was really interested in its design. And I thought it, mm-hmm. it was actually pretty, like, startling when it, when you first see it, you, it's, Maybe, maybe it's not when you first see it, but when you first see, like, its actual face, it reveals itself when it drops someone's body, I think, and it looks into the doorway, and the guy is standing yeah. there, and you see its yeah. two eyes. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, really creepy. I wish that, like, it had that level of subtlety throughout the movie. Oh, yeah, that is, this is a, like, what is it, like... That movie, uh, the first movie I feel like in my childhood that really illustrated this was Signs, where you, when you finally see the alien in Signs full on, you're just like, oh, well, what the fuck? This isn't scary. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. There is a, there's an element of that to this. I agree. Yeah. And there's also like the, the rules of the movie are really confusing. I think at Mm -hmm. certain parts, like I'm still not sure why, what impaling the people on the trees does because he's not eating them. You're right. So, like, I don't know. And there's a lot of people impaled on trees and animals. Um, yeah. And so it's like, I don't understand for what reason. It's not really explained. And then, like, the final sacrifice, does he also get put on a tree? He does. Yeah. Remember? He gets uh, shoved on the I, tree. I, so, like, he, so they're not being eaten. I mean, I guess, does a god eat? I mean, but even then, like, does he need these people then to do the sacrificial act? Because he's taken all of the other people that are in the party and done it to them. Mm-hmm. And he had no qualms about doing it in front of the people they were with. I mean, he pulled them out of their tent or whatever. Or it mm-hmm. pulled them out of their tent. I don't know. I feel like it. it's like it kind of like is loosely tied together in a lot of ways. And, um, I can see that for sure. Which doesn't – it just doesn't uh, – excite me when that happens so yeah for that reason um i think it was very beautifully shot though and i agree with you it was really visually like stunning to see the parts when reality is kind of merging with the hallucination and you know the characters are seeing like glimpses of the past and all of that like kind of fantastical stuff was a really interesting element um i just uh, I'm always kind of hesitant when a movie's like trying to convince you of this secret haunted or whatever afflicted location that's like directly beside like oh sure a very highly traffic like I don't know that's yeah and this idea that there there isn't if 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 enough tourists are getting lost in there. That they have enough to, however, whatever purpose that this god has, 
for for consuming people you have to assume why why aren't they saying as they're going around like well we don't want to go in the forest because people get lost in that forest like right like that couple in the 80s i i don't know yeah that is that's sort of a little bit of an oversight i feel like um i was happy with the ending to be honest Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad that he got out and got closure. Um, with endings like this, though, I'm always like, and how is he going to explain that all of his friends went missing and he can't find their bodies and he's the only one who got out? Like, <laughs> And he's naked and covered in blood or whatever. Yeah, and or is like, he going not... to, like, like, I don't know. Obviously, you have to it suspend your matter. disbelief enough. But, yeah. yeah, I feel comfortable giving it a three out of six. I would, um... I would watch it again at some point, but I don't know that I would give it, like, a bunch of accolades. Understood. I personally want to see um, many more movies that were four or five people of, you know, preferably one gender. So now I need, like, four non-binary people, like, to go kayaking. Oh, my God. And if I could get that hard Dream movie. movie. I'd really appreciate it. That would really fill out my trifecta yes. trilogy, and I need that. Well, that one automatically would get a six get out it. of six because we've never seen it, and we deserve it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, that was the ritual. Yes. Here we are. <laughs> We're done. We've rated it. You've listened to this. Maybe go watch it and tell us what you think of the tree monster, Jatoon, yeah. or whatever the hell it's called. You keep calling it a tree monster. I consider it a deer monster. So watch the film and let us know. Yeah. Is, is it, it a deer, deer or is it a tree? Or a tree. Yeah. Why do I keep calling it a tree monster? I mean, maybe it's I because the effigies. Maybe because the effigies were made of tree, like little sticks and things. He's clearly into trees. He's got a thing with trees. He's a tree fucker. He fucks trees. <laughs> Which is only to be expected considering his father, Loki, was a deer fucker. Yep. That's it. Full circle. (laughs) All right, everyone. Full circle. That's what I first started talking about (laughs) at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) Oh, the ritual. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. We'll see you next time. Like, subscribe, rate, whatever. Bye. Do it.